What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. And hello and welcome to a new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. I am Jeremy. And my name is Pam. And today we're back with our Kelly Oki series where we go through... Some of our favorite uh, performances from the Kelly Clarkson show. Uh, the last time we did this, it didn't seem like it was that long ago, but it was August of 2022. And I think the reason why I thought we did it more recently is because we did a Kelly Oki fantasy draft between then. So that's right. Um, so, yeah, this has been what seven months so i think it was we were definitely due yeah we i mean look we need to not go six seven months in between these kellyoki episodes because essentially we are going to cover all of season four uh thus far and that is a lot and especially because the kellyokis get better and better with each season and i think that the the band and kelly herself have really found sort of that that nice flow of picking great songs to sing in the Kellyokis and this was a really really hard episode to prep for because there were so many great performances it's really I mean I still am probably not going to read every song that's on my list for of like my favorites thus far this season because there are so many this season they have just been knocking it out of the park yeah I was really trying not to pick exclusively season four, but I mainly failed. I think I picked, I think we're going to probably each pick about 10-ish, 10-ish performances. Oh man, then I really um, need to narrow this down. <laughs> well, we, we, we usually, we usually do 10, so I only prepped 10. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> um, But I think only like two of mine are from other seasons. And that was like, just being like mindful, Pam, get some variety in there but it was hard because season four i just like you said i think has some of the best ones and especially the last few weeks oh yeah oh boy oh boy like they've been so good yeah like a few weeks ago like i won't get into specifics because a few of them are on my my list but there was one week we had recently where it was like there were like three or four songs that i was like genuinely like so excited for yeah. not like oh i like the song i was like oh my god she's covering this yeah it was wild and so. i know that uh bix uh on twitter has been publishing sort of ahead of time what the week's worth of yeah. kelly Oakers are going to be i've taken to actually trying to not look at those particular tweets because i want to be surprised and so i get yeah. surprised every morning at eight o'clock central when the the day's kelly Oki comes out and Half the time I'm in the middle of my morning radio show and I have to find a minute or two to set aside and like watch that day's Kelly Oki. And of course, my morning show partner is just like, so what's Kelly singing today? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, but th- look, this is just, I mean, I'll, I'll give you just a spoiler on mine. It, they're all from season four. And these are just so difficult to find really, really like the best of the best because there are so many excellent ones. And I will say again, and I'm not, I'll be like Pam, I'm not going to go too far into detail because it'll spoil some of mine. But Kelly has been totally in her 90s bag this season, and I am here for it. Me freaking too. So I'm sure we're going to have a couple that overlap. I'm sure. uh, We'll see. Uh, Do you want to get started? Let's do it. All right. What's your first pick? All right. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go. 
Actually, I'm going to go with a song that's, you know, I sit here and say, oh, she's in her 90s bag this year. I'm going to go with a song from the 80s that she pulled out uh, early in the season. And I'm going to go with her cover of Robert Palmer's Simply Irresistible. This is already, I mean, an absolute top 20 classic 80s song in my mind. And you add that with her performance of the song just killing some of these notes You've got Jocko having an incredible time during the show, plus a really awesome solo. And you don't, you know, Jocko doesn't get to do solos all that often during songs because they've only got a limited amount of time. So the fact that they were able to squeeze in a few seconds for him to shine on this song was really, really cool. And like I said, I love this song and she did it such great justice. I loved the arrangement that they did with it. One of my favorites of the year. You know, I I forgot what, what the, the song was. It was few weeks ago um they had kyle doing background vocals and i just wanted to like point out that i think it's very cool when you know jocko doing the solo kyle on bgvs like mm-hmm. it's really cool that they're bringing the band in to do different things that they normally you're not seeing yeah and i like that they're doing that a bit more and more for season four yeah something else i've noticed too in in season three is first of all i think jocko himself i mean just a shout out to jocko he's been giving a lot of opportunities to shine himself and there's been a couple of occasions where they've sort of pared the band down and they've done either stripped down or just straight up acoustic performances and it'll be Kelly Jocko and Jason only uh, on some of those performances and they've been fantastic so I'm glad to see you know Jocko kind of getting his flowers this season during the Kelly Oakies. absolutely all right my first pick is probably my favorite so far for season four and this is just a very selfish like reason um it's her cover of do i want to know by arctic monkeys i was flipping a shit when i found out <laughs> she was going to be doing this like um so the for those who don't know this song is on an album called am i believe it came out in 2013 and it's probably my top 10 favorite albums of all time mm-hmm. it just was one of those like Perfect albums that came out at a perfect time in like a specific time in my life, and it just spoke to me very loudly. It just so I was so excited to hear that she was doing this because it's again, it was she hasn't really done a lot in the 2010s rock. I'll say Mm -hmm. she hasn't done a lot. You know, there there are some bands that have been popular during that time that she's covered. Um, You know, I don't know. Example would be like My Chem, but. She hasn't done anything, a lot of rock stuff during like the 2010s time. Yeah, the first one I think of is like the Black Keys. Black, yeah, except the Black Keys song that she did was from 2008 or nine. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So I'm getting technical here. But my point (laughs) being is that this is just like a specific subgenre and time period that she hasn't done a lot of on the show yet. And it's one of my favorites. So I was getting really pumped. Um, I love how she sings on this. It's a little. It's a little like theatrical, I guess, Mm -hmm. the way that she sings. And it's very similar to how lead singer Alex Turner does it. Um, No bells and whistles. And it's just like the same vibe as the original while still putting the little Kelly twist on it. And I don't really have a ton of other notes, but it's if you're not familiar with this song or the album, highly recommend checking it out. It's just I would love for her to experiment more in this kind of like alt rock kind of lane like i feel like this is very much like a to for those who know you know like a 2010s tumblr era this was like Mm -hmm. this is just like 
this just speaks it. Anyway, like, if she does this, does more like Lana Del Rey, like this kind of lane, or like Tame Impala, I would be so for it. Yeah. But anyway, very great, great performance. It did really well. It went pretty viral, rightfully so, and just overall A+. plus. Yeah, nice choice. Uh, my next choice is sort of early 2000s, and I loved how she switched this song up. And that is their cover of Jennifer Lopez's Waiting for Tonight. Uh, the fact that they did this acoustically and just completely switched up the arrangement. Again, Jocko gets to shine on this particular song. It was just so good. It was so unexpected. If you were to tell me, okay, she's going to cover Waiting for Tonight, I'm thinking, oh, man, Lester's going to go nuts on this on these drums. And, you know, Jesse's going to, you know, kill these backgrounds and can't wait to see, you know, how it, you know, even in the background, how Rachel programs and, you know, fills in all of these different ambiances in the song. And yet here comes Jocko, Jason and Kelly sitting on the stage by themselves and they break this down acoustically. And it was just so beautiful. I mean, they really turned kind of a club banger song into a beautiful acoustic rendition. And it just goes to show again reminding you like we need the reminder day after day week after week just how talented that group of musicians are on that stage this was on my list as well uh yeah i love how stripped down it is is he doing like spanish guitar is kind of yeah it sounds it and i love when they bring stuff to life in a new way that i never thought to imagine like i never thought of like a stripped down waiting for tonight you mm-hmm. just don't think of it. You know that we know the original so well, so it's kind of hard to imagine it differently. And I'm so glad they did that. Um, I don't have a ton of other notes. You kind of nailed everything, but this was definitely a highlight so far for season four. And I'm like kind of curious how they decided or why they decided to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe next time we talk to any of the <laughs> Any of the band, we yeah. can ask. I'll write that down next to our question about whatever happened to Flat Merrill. Flat Merrill, that's right. Yes. Okay. We have a we have a queue now of just a bunch of miscellaneous <laughs> questions to ask the band. Okay. Um, my next one is one that she did very recently, and this was another. This was one that I was talking about earlier, where I was just like, "Oh my god, she's covering this! What?" Um, it's her performance of "In the Meantime" by Space Hog. Yes. I was so excited to see this on the list. It's, to my knowledge, definitely a one-hit wonder, right? I mean. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay, yeah, I was no, like, I don't know anything else. No. Um, I, it's just, it's one of those songs I'm like, what? Kelly's performing this? That's kind of random. But, you know, she, she kind of kept to the original for most of it, and it was good. And then the second chorus, she kind of goes all out with these high notes and maybe a falsetto-y kind of thing. I don't know if that's the mm-hmm. right terminology, but like really high, crazy notes and changes it up a lot and makes it a little bit more of like the pop rock and like a big, like big production. Yeah. And I really liked it. And I really, this, I've been noticing the last couple months when Kelly's been doing a bit more of like the rock or 90s rock stuff, um, Stereo Gum has been posting a lot more about her. Yeah. Which is like so not an outlet that would cover Kelly Clarkson. Well, and and same they, with Rolling Stone. They've been, yeah, you know, suddenly posting a lot about. Like, they're like rivaling the Today Show with how much they post about the Kelly Okies lately. Yeah, and it's cool when all these outlets that don't normally give Kelly the day of light they 
are like praising her being like this is really rad this is really cool mm-hmm. so this was definitely an example you know it's it's on for sure it's on uh stereo gums instagram i'm pretty sure i shared it um just a really cool performance and like keep it up guys i want to hear more 90s rock so thank you for this <laughs> this was a very pleasant surprise yeah that was on my list as well in fact that was sort of uh you know the the last sort of big crescendo note of my list was in the meantime because Again, it's just one of those songs where, you know, everybody has those those songs that they know that you think to yourself, oh, nobody else knows this song. Nobody's, you know, yes. nobody, you know, there, there's no way they're ever going to play something like this because, you know, why would they ever? Because who, it's, who? It's random. Who on that stage would know that song? And it just, it reminds you, again, the the musicality of the band itself and then just the the breadth of knowledge of music of each one of the members obviously overlapping in many areas, but also wide reaching. And so it really goes to show that anything is up for grabs when it comes to Kelly Oki. I, I would be hard pressed to imagine that band going on stage and not one single person having known the song prior to them going out and performing it. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of times where, I mean, I can't imagine Kelly, you know, listening to a lot of space hog, but at the same time, I mean, you know, she, you know, is a, a bit of a, a 90s kid as well. So maybe she was, you know, hearing that kind of music uh, when she was younger. But it was, yeah, it was one of the bigger surprises of songs to hear this season. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I got to start getting into more of my 90s bag here because there's a lot of them that I want to talk about. And I know I talked about this one during our Kelly Oki draft. This was one that was a big surprise for me in that I couldn't believe that they knew this song and that they were going to perform this song. And I think a lot of people thought that it was going to be an entirely different song altogether. You included thinking that oh. this was going to be, uh, I believe it's an Usher song. Usher and Alicia Keys, which was my yes. favorite song when I was 11. Yes. Uh, I'm it talking about this. the, uh, I'm talking about the performance of the ghost town DJs, my boo. This is one of those songs that I absolutely loved back in the nineties. And in the, in the eighties and nineties, there was a, there was sort of a trend of bass compilations because, of course, this is when, you know, car stereos really started to evolve and got really good. And it was, I mean, granted, to an extent, it still kind of is. But back then, especially, it was really about how much redonkulous amounts of bass you could get in your car. And so these compilations would come out specifically designed to be, you know, just bass thumping songs for your car and I always remember Ghost Town DJ's My Boo was always in those compilations. And it's just one of those fun songs that is just one of those ones that you sort of forget how much you love it. And then I saw that she performed it and I lost my mind because I'm thinking, how? Who on that stage said, hey, I have an idea for a song. <laughs> and so the fact that they performed this, I mean, it made the season for me. It was just so much fun. And then it it was part of one of the best weeks of because I believe the the Ghost Town DJ song might have been a Friday show. I'm not 100 percent on that. Don't quote me. But I think it was part of a, a a week of mostly, if not all 90s songs that was so good. It was banger after banger. And I just absolutely loved it. I, I love this version. It sounded like vaguely familiar when she did it. Like, I can't say I'm like, oh, yeah, I know that song. It it like sounded like maybe I'd heard it in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably did because there was a kind of a viral 
uh, I don't know if it was when Vine was a thing or or what platform it was, but there was a viral dance that went with this song. Really? Years and years later. I think it might have been Vine. Where, or okay. I, don't, I don't know. Don't One of those. Me. Yeah, it, it was yeah. some social media thing where there was a lot of people doing a dance to My Boo, and it was, uh, it was awesome. But, like, I feel like in the last couple months, I've heard this so much more. Like, I remember a few months ago, I was getting my nails done, and it was playing at the salon on the radio. I'm like, wait a minute, I know this song. <laughs> and I'm like, wait. And I've been hearing it a lot more lately. Um, yeah. For some reason, like, it's this is not, like, what you would hear, but for some reason when I hear this, I just, like, think of, like, the 90s phenomenon that was, like, jock jams. Uh-huh. I don't know why. I just feel like this kind of, like, fits into that, like, sort of... That, like that sort of theme even mm-hmm. though it's a lot like more more mellow but then that, that brings me back to my like childhood cheerleading days of jock jams oh boy <laughs> jock jams oh boy that'd be fun well this isn't really jock jams whatsoever however this is 90s dance so i think it's sort of in the same vein um next on my list is finally by cc is it peniston yep C. C. i never peniston. knew who's i never knew who actually sang it but i've known the song but um I've been on a major 90s dance kick lately, which is so not my speed, but um, I've just been really into it lately. I don't know why. Like, all these, like, 90s club mixes, I've been listening to a lot of that lately, (laughs) and this is on all the playlists, so I was super, super excited because this has just been in my, like, rotation the last couple months, and I was so excited to hear her do this. Um, Just a super fun throwback. I don't necessarily have, like, a ton of notes, but I think it's, like, it's a song that a lot of people know but they don't like think to listen to or go out of their way to listen to they're like oh yeah this sounds familiar you know back mm-hmm. from back in the day yeah um it just really su- it suited her really well and it looked like she just had like a, a a ton of fun and i would like her to go a bit more down this like 90s dance r&b route mm-hmm. i would like to hear more of it because there's a lot i don't know yeah including quad city djs is that <laughs> who it was did i make that up is that who it was for who did what my boo? Who did my boo? Who did uh, that? That was Ghost Town DJs. Ghost Town. Quad City DJs is the Jock Jams thing. That's yeah, what I'm Quad City of. DJs is Come On Ride the Train. That's it. Come <laughs> On Ride the Train. Here we go. Wow. Which, again, wow. would also be a very surprising karaoke. <laughs> I had a routine when I was, oh, God, like a little little peewee. I had a, like a cheerleading routine. And come on, ride the train was in that, and I remember that dance. So I would lose my shit if she did. That. <laughs> anyway, you guys don't need to hear about my old cheerleading days. We're gonna put a pin in that and come back to it. <laughs> nah, we're good. We're good. Jeremy, what's your next song? Um, my next one is one that we got a little bit of extra information about because Jason and Jocko, when apparently back in the day when they were doing a YouTube show, apparently that Ugh. isn't a thing anymore. Uh, they actually they actually broke this song down nicely, and it was really cool to see it. And that is "Garbage is Only Happy When It Rains." What I, I think actually watching the Kellyoki after party episode where they broke this down only made me appreciate the performance even more. And I mean, I think our minds would all be blown if they were to do that for every performance, which would just be not feasible. But nonetheless. I'm glad that they broke this particular song down because you just don't realize how many layers there are to it. And again, shout out to our new friend, Rachel Orsher, for uh, the programming that she did for this part of this, for this particular song, rather, because it really does fill in a lot of the gaps that you don't realize need to be filled in. Just an, an awesome performance of 
kind of an alt-rock classic from the 90s. Just an excellent, excellent performance. This was on my list, too. Surprise, surprise. Um, I thought it was really cool and really full circle because um, the original is by Garbage, and they are another client of Kelly's stylist, Candace. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool, very full circle, probably moment for for Candace. Um, you know, I really like the performance. It's the last chorus that really like amplifies it for me because mm-hmm. she does it in a whole higher key. And I just think it really allowed her to stand out from the band in that moment rather than it being like one unit i guess i'm not really explaining this very well yeah but, i know what you mean though um yeah and you're right i think the kellyogi them like isolating the different tracks and like you hearing the click tracks and all this stuff uh-huh. it really gave you a new appreciation for what they do and how much effort goes in because like most of us just watch the 90 second performance we're like oh my god that's great and then we go on with our day but like it takes them days to get to perfect this and then when you hear each layer and each person's involvement you just you you don't realize how much effort goes into these and i know we say this constantly but my mind is consistently blown when i realize like that they're doing this five times a week Mm -hmm. it's insane so i i'm glad jason and jocko did that it really kind of gave me a new perspective and opened my mind a bit more you know, shout out to my band, y'all. I don't have any other notes. It's just yeah. damn awesome. It was great. <laughs> it was just great. I honestly, I'm looking at the rest of my list. I don't think I have any other. I have one more 90s rock, but it's. I don't think it's from this season. So I don't think we're going to have any more overlaps, hopefully. Maybe one. Okay. Um. All right. So my next one is a little, very early 2000s song. And I really just chose it for, for like selfishly for nostalgia reasons um it's show me the meaning of being lonely by backstreet boys Mm -hmm. i chose it because i'm pretty sure millennium was the first album i ever owned like that was mine personally yeah that i didn't have to share um (laughs) (laughs) so you know sibling problems um and you know this was a big hit for the for the backstreet boys but it's not one of those songs that when you're thinking like, okay, Backstreet Boys' biggest hits, you're not thinking of this song. And that's what I love. So that she, you know, she easily could have done like, you know, I Want It That Way or Backstreet's Back or whatever. But she chose something, I don't want to say it's a B-side. It was de- it definitely charted very well, but it's not something that's going to be offhand for people. And um, it was just a really solid performance. And uh, I just really liked it. I don't know. I would like to hear her do a bit more Backstreet Boys Um I would love for her to do, it's a little bit later, but I would love for her to do um, Incomplete. From, oh, yeah. I think that was like two, that was from their 2005 album. I would love for her to explore a bit more of that. So um, that's really it, I have to say. Just solid. Just solid. Nice. Uh, all right. So my next choice might be probably not one that many people even remember that she did this season, but it definitely gave a warm and fuzzy for me because to my knowledge that I can remember, she has not performed this since she was on American Idol. And in particular, she performed this as sort of one of those pre-recorded cutaway songs that they did with the whole cast. And that is the cover of the Mamas and Papas California Dreamin'. When she sang this as a Kelly Oki, this gave me such a flashback to the idol days 
that I didn't realize I needed. It was just so cool to hear her singing this song again. And, and the funny part is, is that if you go back, and I know we've actually, we've talked about this cover of this yeah. song on the show within the last couple of months. If you go back and you rewatch the song, you really don't pick a lot of Kelly out of the performance. No, she's just kind of harmonizing with people, and that's it, which is like kind of surprising that I love it so much because I'm like, she's barely in it. Yeah. So the fact that, you know, now it's just her in in this song is so great. Plus, it's just one of the one of the all time great songs, uh, just a beautiful performance. And I, I I just I think it was more of a sentimental thing that I loved that she did this song because it instantly brought me back to sitting in my friend's apartment uh, with all of us watching American Idol together and rooting on you know, our various contestants that we wanted to win. By that point, I was already fully on Team Kelly. But it was just, it was a nice callback to, you know, very, very early in her career. I would love for her, and then she's done it a little bit. You know, she did this, she's done It's Raining Men, she's done a couple of other things. I would love for her over the course of the show, however long it runs for, for her to go back and redo as many of the idol performances as she's as they get clearance for. Yeah. I think it would be really cool if she, you know, if she was able to do like 80% of whatever she's saying on idol and you do like a side by side, you know, 20, 25 years later. I feel like that would be real like a really cool project and uh I don't know. I, that would just be really sentimental. And I like where you're going. I like where you're going with this. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a classic. I love that song. It's so, so good. good. Every version I hear, I'm obsessed. So good pick. <laughs> Thanks. Um, the next song on my list is a song I didn't know before the Kelly I had heard of the artist, but I don't know anything by him. Um, it's Better Days by Dermot Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I listened to the original and then I listened to the Kelly version and the Kelly version is definitely a bit more, I, I don't know, dancey is the right word. It's definitely a bit more upbeat and up-tempo than the original. And if Kelly ever did anything with like a DJ, like a la, you know, the middle with Zed or, you know, Anything with like, I don't know, like, I don't know my DJs very well, like an old like Avicii song or like Tiesto or any of those kind of artists. It's not really in my wheelhouse, but like mm-hmm. if she were to ever do one of those like crossover hits or like Chainsmokers, I don't know, one of those crossover pop, you know, dance hits, this is the style that I would love her to do it in, like this karaoke, uh arrangement. And it's not a huge production. And it's just, but it, it, it builds a lot. Like it'll go at one point. It's like the, the, the pre-chorus, it's just her and Jason on keys and then it builds up and then it builds up. And then there's like the big drum from Lester. And then it becomes like a big kind of like dancey kind of song. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear that from her at some point in her career. And like, I'm not a huge like EDM fan per se, but like if she's ever going to go into that lane, like I would love this. Like this is the perfect example and I would eat it up because it still sounds authentically her. Because the problem a lot of times when they do these like pop or country remix things with DJs, it. I mean, I love the um, the Marin Morris Zed the middle. That's yeah. a 
that's an outlier because that's just like a straight up pop song. But like some of these artists where they're like not a dance artist and they collaborate, sometimes it just seems a little funky. This sounds like something Kelly would put out herself. The moment that I see like the Chainsmokers featuring Kelly Clarkson or Diplo featuring Kelly Clarkson, I'm going to flip out because I am also very much in the vein of wanting to see what she could do with a producer slash DJ like that. Uh, I would, I'm all for it. Totally for it. Yeah. It would be really cool. I'm not saying I want a lot of it, but if we got one song, I would be down for it. And nothing with like the, nothing like, nothing dubstepy. Like I'm not into like the, you know, the (laughs) crazy electronic, like whatever that is. You don't want any like Uh, Armin, Armin Van Buren or anything. Or like, (laughs) I'm trying to think, um, like Skrillex. Yeah. Not my vibe. You know, not if you're into that, that's wonderful. Makes me nervous. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Like that crazy EDM, like trap, what, what, not, what, not trap. What, what, yeah, that what, stuff. What? Oh, no. I will get so anxious. Um, I don't know why. I'm so weird. But anyway. Well, if um, you're looking for a, 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 a way to make Pam nervous, there you go. Yes, just play her some EDM. <laughs> You want to make Pam very uncomfortable, uh, tell her we're going to the electric forest. <laughs> no, I will be like, I'll I'll pick you up. I'll drive you. Um, anyway, what's your next song? All right, my next song. Uh, I'm actually going from the 90s back to my second favorite, um, oh, what do you call it? Your, uh, your guilty pleasure format. Let's say Ooh, that. Ooh, fun. Guilty pleasure format is for me yacht rock. I oh, love, <laughs> I love me some yacht rock, baby. Give me some seventies and eighties soft rock, mm, like J- mm. Jimmy Buffett. I mean, a <laughs> that's little... like that. Like, okay, you tell me what 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 artist you're going. I for mean, here. technically, you know, if you're talking yacht rock, we're talking Hall and Oates, a uh, little bit of Toto. Um, Oh gosh! Uh, I mean, Lionel Richie is included in there as well. I'm being very vague. But like Crosby, St- Stills, and Nash count as that, or is that mm. like? I feel like some of their stuff. I feel like. May- I mean, you like could maybe some of their stuff in there. Yeah, like you could maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could put Summer Breeze in there. That'd be that'd be all right. Um, but the song I'm picking is from 1979. It's a Doobie Brothers tune called oh. "What a Fool Believes." And this is I, rock. oh man, I loved this. I loved this <laughs> cover so much. Here's the thing. It's just so funny because Michael McDonald, who was lead singer of the Doobie Brothers, is actually back with the band and I get to see them in concert. They're coming uh, to my market in like June and I'm super Ooh. pumped. So I'm excited. I've never, I've seen Michael McDonald in concert, but I've never seen him with the Doobie Brothers because they broke up. It's a long whole thing. Nobody cares. Anyway, um, <laughs> Michael McDonald has one of the most famous voices in music. I feel like recently I was watching um, The Voice. Surprisingly, I was yeah. watching The Voice, guys, I know. And it was when um, Jimmy Fallon did like the, yes. end of the episode, and he was like, he was doing his Michael McDonald impression. I thought that was funny. Anyway, yes. Go ahead. I mean, he's, he's one of the most impersonated voices uh, of all time. I mean, what is it? Is it 40 year old virgin that they're watching? They all, is that the one where they all work in the electronics store? And yes. and the, the and uh, Paul Rudd's character is like, if I hear Yamo be here one more time, Yamo burn this place to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm getting off track. Uh, Michael McDonald has just one of the most unmistakable, most unbelievable voices in music. And the fact that like 
when Michael McDonald has to hit some of the notes in What a Fool Believes, he has to break into his falsetto to hit them. For Kelly, it is just like her upper register, not like full falsetto or like fully changing uh, how she sings. She just kind of brings up her energy and her intensity, and that's another person's falsetto. So it just sounded so perfect when she sang this song. I was just having such a good time uh, when they covered this tune. I don't have much else else on it, but just I loved it so much. And the fact that Kelly went uh, and the band went full Yacht Rock, uh, just yes, yes, please, more of it. I would love to hear her do a bit, bit more of 60s, 70s stuff. Uh-huh. It's not something I'm, like, super well-versed in, obviously, as you can tell. It's not, like, what I know very well, but there's just, there's so many gems that I feel like she could do so well. I mean, a lot of it, I'm sure, is that, you know, it's hard getting clearance, especially with some of these older bands. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, I would love that. I would really love to hear more, like, classic rock stuff same it has to it has to happen um all right the next one's on my list i feel like it's maybe on yours um i've we've this is one i've spoken about a lot but surprisingly it came out after our last karaoke episode it is the swampiest of the swamp songs (laughs) ring my bell by anita ward yep um so i you know i knew the song before you know, she did this and it's like very like bubblegum pop R&B. Like it's it's sweet. It's like I don't know how to explain it. But I mean, it's, it's, bas- it's basically disco. Honestly, disco. OK, we can say, yeah, it's nothing swampy about. It. There's nothing swampy about it. Yeah. Um. So I guess Kelly's brain automatically went dark and like went to like, how can we like break this down and make it sound <laughs> like sexy and grungy and like dirty or whatever. And uh it's just, I love how different it is. It's just so, like, for those of you who haven't heard the original version, if you put it on after knowing Kelly's version, you're going to be like, what the hell is this? It's just night and day. But it's, I don't have a lot of notes. I just love how much they changed it up. Yeah. You know, sometimes, sometimes, you and Rachel kind of said this herself, like, sometimes they really want to keep it true to the original because it's what people know. And I agree. Sometimes... It's best to just stay true and maybe do like a you know a couple higher notes than it normally would have. But this was a total 180, and I'm so glad that they decided to have like a lot of creative control here. And again, I just would love to know what was going through Kelly's brain when she decided that this was the kind of angle to go in for this this song. I can't remember was it was it uh, Rachel or was it somebody else that mentioned that they really really liked ring my bell um and maybe it was, i think rachel it was, i think it was rachel yeah you know we were talking to jason or something but yeah i mean just i think that ring my bell is going to be one of those kellyokies that people will remember from this season i mean it's we can remember kellyokies from every season but ring my bell is is going to be one of those ones that really stands out and i mean i'm not trying to to start any kind of arguments or anything but man you know this could be a contender for a, a Kelly Oki Volume Two album. Oh my God! Please, full please. version. This. Oh my gosh, I that would be wonderful. I feel like, yeah, this would have to be there. It have to be. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, that and you're right. That was on my list as well. Um, okay, so for my next choice here, this one is again just a, a pure personal preference. For those of you who 
follow me on social media or or even better yet know me better than just social media you know that i am a total disney adult and so you know i had to put <laughs> when you wish upon a star uh, on this list i i mentioned it in the uh the kellyoki draft episode as well this was kelly's duet with cynthia arivo and it was a real big surprise for me to hear this song covered as a kellyoki i mean it's i mean it's essentially the if a if a song could be a logo this song is the disney logo I mean, it's it is the song that's played over the literally is played over the Disney credits in front of every song or every movie, rather, excuse me. And it is just I mean, it's classic Disney. I love any and all things Disney. So this just this is just a song that warmed my heart. I I don't have any great notes about the performance or anything. It was it was beautiful to see the two of them singing this together. But it just was as a, a, a Disney adult. It was a very, very. Uh, exciting and heartwarming song to see performed. Yes, Jeremy is definitely a Disney adult. We're in like a, <laughs> we're in a we're in a we're in a group chat. A couple of our friends, including Rob and our friend Nicole, the three of them, they just will talk about Disney X, Y, and Z. And I just sit back. I'm like, all right, guys, I'll come back in 20 minutes. I'll see if you guys are still talking. <laughs> I'm like, I can't contribute. I appreciate it. I just think it's so funny. Yeah. Um, I love it. You guys are just like, well, like I think Rob the, the other day was like, oh, guys, they're playing blah, blah, blah song in this store. And that plays at this exhibit. At Dis- I don't know, something like that. And I was like, this how do you exhibit. know this <laughs> ride exhibit? I don't know what to call things. <laughs> I went to Disney once, Disney World once. And I was three, and apparently I cried the whole time. Oh um, no! When I I loved Disney as a kid, but the characters in real life I guess scared me rather than like excite me. I don't oh. know. I was a, I, I was a weird kid. <laughs> um, it says a lot about me now. <laughs> I love that. Uh, anyway, you're learning a lot about me today, guys. We are, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got two more on my list that I prepped for. Okay. Um, the next one is, I don't like have a lot of notes, but when I say it, I feel like people are going to be like, yeah, I love that one. It's, um, her version of Survivor by Destiny's Child. I knew this was going to be on your list. That's this, I specifically kept it off my list, knowing full well it would be on yours. (laughs) It was so good. And like, I'm going to be honest, guys, like not one of my favorite Destiny's Child songs, I know that that might be kind of a controversial statement. It, I, mm-hmm. I like it. It just, I prefer like a say my name or jump and jump in. This was definitely not one of my favorites growing up, but holy crap. I, you know, I, she just, she, you know, the fact that she basically sang every part. I mean, she had Jesse and the, the there was another background singer there who did an incredible job on BGVs, but like Kelly still did like Kelly Beyonce Michelle. And I was like, yeah. whoa, girl. And just the bridge when she does the Michelle Williams part, mm-hmm. you just, I don't know, I felt like I was going to like church or something. She just, you just, <laughs> it just really moved you. And yeah. I don't have a lot of notes. It's just so freaking good. Yeah, so this good. is a really great, really great performance. And this isn't even the first time this season that Kelly sort of takes the lead in a song that was meant for a trio, in both cases, of a trio of women. She also does uh, a song that I sort of had considered for my list, uh, I'm So Into You by SWV, uh, which is another 90s classic for me at least. Uh, that's another song that is that had the same sort of makeup. You know, it's it's Jesse, and, and I really apologize that we, we don't know the name of the other uh, singer. Um, same trio up there, 
because it's a trio song, but Kelly's handling all the parts, and it was just so good. And yeah, I mean, Survivor, not one of my favorite Destiny's Child songs, but she made me like it a lot more. Totally. That's exactly how I feel. And I'm like, it's very impressive when she can get, or anyone can get me to like a song that I didn't love. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, good job. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, boy, I've got a whole bunch of songs here that I really want to talk about, but I, I got to narrow it down to like two here. I got uh, one more. All right. Um, I'm going to go with, you know, I got to go back to the 90s and the fact that I am so surprised that it took this long for her to cover this song. And, and I'm going to vamp just a little bit here and double check and make sure that she hadn't covered this song prior to being on the talk show and it looks like she hadn't uh no i take that back uh she covered this on the stronger tour uh she did a cover of mazzy stars fade into you so which good. is such a beautiful song i mean the, the the original itself is perfection but if you would have asked me i don't know early on in kelly's career before we even knew that she was going to be the queen of covers a song that I would like to hear her cover, it would be this one because the song is just so beautifully presented in its original state that the fact that she, she finally covered this as a Kelly Oki this season on the show. And again, did it on the stronger tour. It, it was just so good. I, I love this song so much and she would have really had to, you know, change it up significantly to, not do it justice and to not do it well and i mean i knew she was gonna hit it out of the park with this song and she did what a what a beautiful performance i didn't know the song until the stronger tour i'm gonna admit but then when i heard it i was like oh this fits her so well yeah and yeah i love that she continued to do it again um that's what i love like when she kind of revisits some older covers that she done she's done on other tours or just like in the like just from the first decade or two of her career, um, it's really nice to kind of hear something like, you know, and even if she did something during like the, the pre-shows in 2009, you know, and then brought it back for Kelly Oki, it's just nice to hear the evolution of how she interprets a song that she covers. It's really yeah. cool. So good pick. Love it. Um, my last song is actually not from season four. It's from, oh gosh, season two or three. Um, I don't think I've included it. I'm going to feel bad if like you have and I'm like in a previous episode, but who cares? I picked just a girl by no doubt. And nice. you know, this is, this is a classic nineties pop rock song. Everyone knows it and everyone loves it. It's super upbeat and it's super fun. And another thing I'm like, what was going through Kelly's head when she decided like, I don't even know if it was her choice this time, but like, let's uh, arrange this in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. And I love what they did. It's first of all, she's sitting, which she rarely does for any Kaliokis. And it's super dark and theatrical and broken down. Um, and she does, I don't, this is not the word to use. So I'm sorry for any singers out there. I'm not going to say the right word, but she kind of does like a, kind of like a yodel-y thing at the end it's not a yodel but like i don't know what the note is yeah but she does this really cool note at the end and i 
think she did such a great job. Um, Rachel killed it. I'm either Rachel or Jason killed it. They did. They 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 programmed like a little string section, and it's just so cool. And I've never heard the song done this way before by anyone. And uh, I wonder if Gwen has heard this or seen this performance. I'm really cur- curious if she has and if she has what she thinks of it. It's just it's a really cool way to interpret it. And I don't know. I love when she does a total 180 on something that's very well known and makes it a lot more unique. Yeah. So love this performance. I do too. I, I need to go back and rewatch the YouTube video for it. Cause it is a really, really great version of that song. And yeah, it's, I mean, I mean, it's probably the best known, no doubt song and yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. All right. Uh, I, I know we're, we've sort of done our even number of choices here, but I do want to throw one more out uh, that I really like, and I just want to give a, a a shout out to her cover of "All the Small Things" by Blink One Eighty Two. Yes, so good. The fact that she did some pop punk uh, was just so great. And again, a song that I would not have thought that I would ever hear Kelly Clarkson cover. But then again, I should at this point I should expect anything from her because uh, if she can cover everything from Blink 182 to Brandy and Monica, or you know, I'm trying to think. I'm off Space the Hog. Of, Space Hog. I mean, I mean, Space Hog, Florence and the Machine, uh, Mamas and Papas. I mean, she she can if she can cover everything is what we're trying to say here very poorly. But uh, just the fact <laughs> that she did this song, it was so good, uh, so much fun. It looked like the band was having a great time covering this song. Um, oh yeah. Don't have a time. Jocko is like singing along. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just wanted to make sure I, I made mention of that song uh, as part of this list. I would love for her to do um, I Miss You. Oh, yeah. Love, Where are you? Where are I you? Love, <laughs> I would love for her to do that. And honestly, I could see it happening. Like, I really could. Can she go um, full emo voice even? Can she do that? I would lose my mind. Like can, where are you? What's what's the song that everybody makes fun of on TikTok? Is it like I can't remember? It's the ones like because tonight is the night. So, so oh, like, um, fall for you by second hand serenade. There you yeah. go. Yeah, I yeah, wanted I that wanted was to go, a one hit wonder. Yeah, I want to go. I wanted to go full like emo bangs. Like oh my god, yeah. that's so like because my like middle school the, days. But I, she actually. Over again. <laughs> That's a soundbite. Yeah, for the it is. Future. <laughs> Hi, Rob. <laughs> she actually, you want to hear a fun, really bizarre fun fact that I remember. Sure. She, Kelly, played an event with Secondhand Serenade. She did? Yes. I believe it was when she, in 2009, played in the Bahamas. I believe it was like a radio event. I believe they were there as well. Interesting. I kind of want to like look this up as we're talking. I'm gonna Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, secondhand serenade. Oh, maybe I was wrong. Hold on. Oh, maybe it wasn't the Bahamas. Why did I think they were in the Bahamas? Apparently, they played a show. Oh, they played a show, a Christmas show in 2017 in Las Vegas. That's even weirder. I thought they also played in the Bahamas. Hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
Is my brain just messing with me? Okay, maybe I lied about the Bahamas. I really thought they did one of those like Z100 radio shows at Atlantis, the Bahamas. They did. They did. <laughs> she was <They> right. <laughs> I was right. TheBahamasWeekly.com. Kelly Clarkson, Lily Allen, Nick Lachey, Christy. Uh, I think, did Christy do the fair Toro? Anyway, and secondhand serenade perform at Atlantis, February 18th, 2009. Why do I remember this? <laughs> Why do I you? Wasn't, what I a, wasn't there. What a wild lineup. Yeah. What a lineup. Wow. Lily Allen, Nick Lachey, Kelly, secondhand serenade. That's a that's a lineup. Well, well, listen, that song was like a kind of a crossover. It was a one hit wonder to my knowledge, but a crossover hit into pop and I mean, I don't I don't want to say like alt radio, maybe alt radio, but like it's definitely on like fuse back in the day. Yeah. Weird. I'm just I'm anyway. I'm still trying to get over this lineup. It's just hilarious to me. Do you see it? Do you want me to send you? The, no, no, uh, I no. I'm looking at the article right now. I'm looking at photos from the show. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, because I remember this was similarly when I mentioned this a few weeks ago about like when I was a child and I tried to enter to win Kelly's Crossfire convertible, even though I was twelve. <laughs> <and> I, <laughs> I remember also trying to call in on Z100 and trying to win tickets to go to the Bahamas to see this, even though I was. Still under 18 and not <laughs> eligible to win. I still tried because I'm dumb. Because I was dumb. Um, wow. That's well, just well, that was bizarre. A, that was a fun little caboose to put on the episode. <laughs> See, this is the thing. These are the things that stay in my head. But if you yeah. ask me, like, who was on the talk show a week ago or what she sang for Kellyoki three days ago, I couldn't tell you. But I can tell you she sang with second or she performed on a lineup with Secondhand Serenade. In 2009, and apparently in 2017. Well, to, people uh, are probably like, people are probably like, who the hell is secondhand serenade? Look <laughs> it up, guys. Fall for you. You'll know it. Okay. Um. So let's put a bow on this episode, and I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot here, Pam. We, you didn't get a chance to prep for this, so we oh, might no. have to use our editing skills so that you have some time to think about this. But is there an artist that Kelly has yet to cover that you would like to see her cover? As a karaoke, or or maybe even on tour, but I was gonna say, like, for the, are we for, talking about for the sake of this episode? Let's say karaoke. But are we talking about an artist that she's never covered ever? Never covered ever. Ooh. So I have two answers off the top of my head. Um, All right, I'll have to come up with a second one. <laughs> there's definitely there's definitely more, but just if you're printing me on the spot this fast, yeah. Um, I would love for her to do Pearl Jam. Okay. I don't yeah. really care what's I don't really have a preference as to what what song was that uh, was it just recently when she covered Taylor Swift that we all thought she was going to do the Pearl Jam version of Better Man I don't know if we all thought I was just hoping I yeah I mean like listen I love Little Big Town so I was thrilled about that mm -hmm. but deep down I was kind of hoping it was going to be Pearl Jam not yeah. gonna lie yeah um the other one I have is that one I've definitely mentioned at some point in the podcast and it's a very very random artist, a two-hit wonder, but I would love for her to perform either of the of her two hits. Stacy Orico, oh, back in yeah. the day. I listen. I I know I come across as being a sometimes that people may think I'm like a big Stacy fan because I've mentioned her at least like three times on this this podcast. <laughs> I only know two songs by her. I know "Stuck" and "There's Got to Be More to Life," but I listened yep. to those in 2023 constantly. It's they're they're 20 years old. 
I would love for her to cover either of those songs. So Pearl yeah. Jam and Stacy Stacy Orico are the two artists I want her to cover. Uh, I would love to hear her do There's Gotta Be More to Life. I mean, that was such a good song. I listen to it. Like, it's on, like, my, like, like on repeat on Spotify to this day. Like, wow. I listen to it. I listen to it probably at least once a week. I know. It's random. It's nice. so good. It's so good. good what, about, what about you? Well, the first artist came to mind while we were in the middle of this episode because they are in the middle of the 25th anniversary of their second album. And that is the Spice Girls. Actually, no, she hasn't covered them. She hasn't. And I figure, okay, you know, if you can do that, if you can handle the vocals of a three piece group like Destiny's Child or SWV, you can definitely handle the Spice Girls. And in, in, in some cases, there were some Spice Girls songs where there was mostly just one or two people singing anyway. So, I have a song in my head. What's your what's if you had to pick a specific song by them? Because I know if I had to, I would immediately go to uh, too much. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I would. I'd like to hear that. I think that. Well, I mean, the first one I'm thinking of is Stop because they've been promoting that recently. They have because of the 25th anniversary of Spice World. But uh, I would also like to hear you say you'll be there. I mean, I think that that would be I've a good one. Given you it. I love that song. This is a very musical episode for us It's a very today. musical episode, yeah. I'm, I'm actually, like, awake for once. I feel like usually in the morning I'm, like, like struggling to get, like, a word out. Um, love that song. Love that video. That video is, like, in that time period where they did all the music videos in the desert. Yeah. I don't know why that was a thing. It was a theme. <laughs> it is an it I mean, it's iconic 90s, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and if I had to pick another artist, I would say, and I know a lot of people aren't so much a fan of this guy anymore because he kind of turned into a douchebag and he was on the wrong side of a couple of relationships, but I would love for her to cover John Mayer. She hasn't covered oh, him yet. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's got some really, really great songs. I, I mean, I, I love to hear her do your body's a wonderland. Um, there's, uh, born and raised would be a good song. I'd like to hear her cover. No such thing. I mean, there's so many. I would songs. love. I don't know if lyrically it would make sense. Maybe I don't know. I would love daughters. No, oh, like, yeah. Such a. I would love daughters. His live album is like, like I don't. He's very talented. I'm not like the biggest fan of his just like normal like albums, but his live one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I thought of a. I thought of an artist. I want to hear her do more than Pearl Jam. Okay. Muse. Interesting. I'm seeing Muse next week. That's why it's on top of my head. Oh. Um, oh my gosh. Like Starlight. Oh yeah, Starlight. That would be a good one. Or Madness. <laughs> Oof. Guys, oh my god. Now you're now you're getting all like the spiel the 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 wheels spinning into my head. <laughs> all right. Well, what what artist would you like to hear Kelly cover that she hasn't covered yet? Uh feel free to hit us up on our socials uh while we're promoting this episode. We would love to hear the artists that you want to see come to either a Kelly Oki or maybe even a full-blown cover on tour as well. You can hit us up on our socials at Miss Cinda Podcast. We are on all the popular social media channels. Feel free to follow us and uh, let us know what you think. Yes. Uh, also, you know, let us know about our Kelly Oki list today. Any of them stand out as favorites for you? Yes. Let us know. Um, if you listen on the Spotify app, please consider leaving us a rating. And if you listen on the Apple podcast app, please consider leaving us a rating and review so that other Kelly Clarkson fans can find us and join in on the conversation with y'all online. 
Yes. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode and hope y'all have a great rest of your week. Bye. See you later. Oh my God. <laughs> Bye. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 